This is Wrestling for the Faith. Wrestling for the Faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I am Casey, and today, this could be the very first time in Wrestling for the Faith podcast history, but I am all alone. You got that right. I am here. Whoa, 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 wait just a minute, baby. Casey K, don't even go saying that you all alone, baby. You got the spit of the dream with you right now. You got the spit of the dream right here live and in public on the Wrestling for the Faith podcast. It's one of my favorite weeks. It's Thanksgiving week, baby. I know you You went yesterday and everybody went out there and gobbling up all that turkey. Y'all was all over it, baby. All that turkey and dressing and old baby got me all fired up. But no, you ain't all alone, baby. You got the dream here with you right here, spitting it out on the on the live and public and on the Wrestling for the Faith podcast, baby. I'm telling you, I am the man of the hour, the tower of the power, the man that's just too doggone sweet to be sour. I make your back crack and your liver quiver. If you don't dig this mess, you at the wrong address dress, baby. I'm telling you, this is a Wrestling for the Faith podcast, and I am the spirit of the dream right here live on the airwaves with my brother Casey K. So, Casey, I'm going to go ahead and send it back to you, baby. You you tell us what's up, baby. Well, that, that, was, uh, that was pretty interesting. I didn't know the dream was here with me today, but hey, that's awesome. I'm glad to have the dream here with us live and in Pullick, if you will, on the Wrestling for the Faith podcast. And uh hey, it's nice not to be all alone. I, I was I was singing the coach's old song, you know. I was like, I'm all by myself. And uh then the dream shows up. So hey, awesome. We got Casey, we got the spirit of the dream, and I know we've got Jesus here with us, so praise the Lord. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you can't have fun, what can you have? I mean, do we have to be serious all the time? We can have fun here on the Wrestling for the Faith podcast, right? All right. Anyway, guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, I am glad to be with you today and uh, just wanted to tell everyone out there uh yes it's thanksgiving week and and i know that a lot of you are on you're on a three four maybe even longer day uh vacation from your from your jobs and and your responsibilities and and i want to encourage you to just relax i know this weekend is usually for me and my family it's usually like a big uh hunting weekend i'm actually not doing that this weekend uh me and my beautiful bride are are taking off and uh, just going and, and having some alone time for the weekend, and it's really good to do that. And so uh, we are taking this this time to just go and and spend with each other. And uh, but I want to encourage everybody to relax this weekend, enjoy time um, with your family, and. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving, and also, I want to let everybody know that we are so, so thankful for you. Um, all of our listeners, all of our friends out there, all of those who pray for us, all of those who support us, uh, we're so, so grateful. Um, I, I just had something, 
on my heart, and I'm just going to read and let the Holy Spirit lead. I don't know how long we'll go today, but um, <clears throat> this is just something earlier in the week that I was reading through, and uh, as I read it through the Passion Translation, I, I've read the the these uh, accounts uh, through, you know, my usual primary reader has always been like the New King James or or New American Standard, or something along those lines. But uh, I've, I've recently went back and started going through the Gospels uh, in the Passion Translation just to, to see how it's worded, and and uh, I enjoy getting a different, a different take. Um, but as I was reading the other day, this kind of really stuck out to me. So um, <clears throat> in John chapter 1 beginning at verse 35, it says, The next day Jesus walked right past where John and two of his disciples were standing. John, gazing upon Jesus, pointed to him and prophesied, Look, there's God's sacrificial lamb. And as soon as John's two disciples heard this, they immediately left John and began to follow a short distance behind Jesus. Now, this is what really got me. Verse 38 says, Jesus turned around and saw they were following him and asked, what do you want? <clears throat> and, you know, the New King James that I'm used to reading from, you know, it, it says, uh, what do you seek? And uh, so when it was asked in this manner, it just really stuck out to me. And also <coughs> the uh, footnote uh, at the bottom of this, I'll read, it says, um, This is the first recorded saying of Jesus in the Gospels. It is a question that every follower of Jesus should be asked. What do you want in following me? Do you want something only for yourselves? A ministry? Answered prayer? Or do we simply want to be with him? Their answer, where are you staying, shows that they were seeking only him. The first question God asked Adam and Eve was, where are you? The first words of the God-man were, what do you want? And so, you know, as I read that question, uh, the way that translation puts it, what do you want? Um. You know, it it made me start reevaluating some things. And a lot of times, you know, we can get caught up in ministry. We can get caught up in, in the day-to-day -day life. And a lot of times we are going to God for our needs. And he wants us to bring our needs uh, you know, the Bible says, cast all your cares upon him, your anxieties upon him. He cares for you. He wants to bear our burdens. He don't want us to be burdened down. He wants us to take our needs to him. But uh, we also should just desire him. We should just desire to be with him and, and to be in his presence and to enjoy one-on-one -on -one time with him. And it not just be about a list that we need to get accomplished or prayers that we need to, to have answered. And, uh, you know, as we go through this life, 
you know, there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. And sometimes we find ourselves getting caught in, oh, Lord, I really need you to come through on this. I really need you to do this and I need you to do that and I need you to do this. And, and Lord, my business is going to go down if you don't step in here. And my ministry is going to go down if you don't step in here. And Lord, I just need this and need that and need this. And we get caught up a lot of times focusing on what we need instead of focusing on just being with him. And <clears throat> there's there's a saying that a pastor friend of mine has always said, he said, when you believe right, you will do right. And there's so many people who, uh, through religion, really, uh, has been taught that you need to look right and act right and, and do all of these things right, and it's like an outward show. And there's there's so many people who try the fake it till you make it method and they're doing all the good things outwardly. They're they're doing the the good works, they're they're tithing, they're giving to the poor, they're helping to clean the church, they're 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 dressing uh modestly, they're they're doing all kinds of things that look good outwardly, uh, but They've not truly been transformed inwardly, and that's where so many of them they get um, they get frustrated because they're not being empowered by the Holy Spirit. They are they are doing works of religion to try to look right and sound right and and be right, but you you don't do and then be you be and then do. So being uh, who you are in Christ, understanding who he has made you to be and, and, and being who he's called you to be, that is what produces the doing. And so when we, uh, I've been there and I know so many of you out there listening have been there. <clears throat> when we try to do works of righteousness through our own power, we will eventually get burned out. We might look good for a while. We might, we might do good for a while. But if we're doing it through our own power, then we're eventually going to get burned out. We're eventually going to get burdened down. And, and you know, that's where you see so many people walking away from church, walking away from the Lord, uh, because they were, they were trying to do instead of just be. And when you just be, and I hope this is making sense, but but when you just be who you are in Christ, when you know it, when you understand it, when you recognize that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me and the life I now live uh, in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I am living uh, on this earth, but if I am surrendered, if I submit to that leadership of the Holy Spirit, it's Christ living in and through me. Like I always say, Jesus didn't just die so that you could live for him. Jesus died so that he could live through you. And so 
that's what we've got to really grab a hold of and understand it and understand that it's not about our willpower. It's not about our education. It's not about our talents. It's not about what we can do to earn brownie points with God or to look good in the sight of God or to look good in the sight of God's people. It's about understanding that being coming to God in true repentance, uh, receiving Jesus, uh, making the making the conscious, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but understanding that he is Lord of all and, and saying, yeah, okay, you are Lord of all. And I, I receive that. I understand that. And I know that and allowing him to lead and guide your life. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. That's where we get our true power source. That's where we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to live righteous and holy lives. It's not by trying to do stuff and look good on the outside. It is by it is by being empowered by the Holy Spirit who lives in us. And all we do now is heed the convictions of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit tells us to to pray for someone, when the Holy Spirit tells us to to eliminate uh, something from our lives, you know, a sin or or something that the Lord don't want there, we just submit. And and that's you know we are we're not called to pull out our sword and run around chasing demons and try to cut demons' heads off and fight all these battles. The Bible says in Colossians that Jesus made an open spectacle of Satan and all of his demons. He triumphed over them. So, and that was done on the cross through Jesus's his life, the life that he lived, his death, burial and resurrection. Jesus has already defeated every demon and every devil in hell. And and so we need to be conscious of that and say, you know what, I don't have a fight to fight except the good fight of faith. And when we come into that place and we can rest and know who we are in Christ and and know that he is living in us and he just wants to live through us, all we've got to do is open up. All we've got to do is, is be uh, submissive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and he will lead and guide us in all truth, as the book of John says, uh, where Jesus is talking about the coming of the Holy Spirit. Don't get caught up in the the doing. Don't get caught up in what things look like. Just take time to to enjoy the presence of the Holy Spirit and know that that he's living in you. And so instead of getting caught up in all of that and instead of going to God for our needs all the time and just saying, oh, you know, Lord, I need this and I need that. I need you to come through here and come through there. Just recognize that you have the Holy Spirit, which is all God, the triune Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's all God. And he is living in you. And he just wants to be with you. He just wants to to enjoy time with you. And he wants you to enjoy time with him. So rest in his presence. Rest in his finished work. Rest in what he has already accomplished for us. And just know that it's not all about the doing. And it's not all about uh, 
it's not all about our needs, even though, yes, we take our needs to him. But it's not just about our needs. It's about just being with him and and enjoying being with him and being a son or a daughter of God. Uh, so as back to that original question, what do you want? When the disciples of John began to follow Jesus and he turned around and he said, what do you want? We need to ask ourselves uh, this question quite frequently. You know, when you when you feel yourself getting caught up in the hustle and bustle of the world and, and of life and maybe even ministry, uh, you need to ask yourself and say, you know, Lord, um, I, I'm I feel myself striving too much uh, when I should be resting. I feel myself focused on my needs and the needs of my family, the needs of my ministry, the needs of my business or the needs of my job or whatever it is, instead of just being focused on how much I love you and enjoy being with you. So today, ask yourself the question, what or or, or take it from that scripture as Jesus is asking those disciples and, and I mean, I believe it's something that he's asking all of us too. What do you want? Do you, do you want him to just be a magic genie and, and take care of all of your needs? Or do you just want to be with him? Is he, um, does he satisfy you? Or is it all of the things that he can do? That will satisfy you. See, I know so many people who get caught up seeking the hand of God instead of just seeking the face of God. And what I mean by that is people seek the hand of God. They want what God can do for them. But when you seek the face of God, you're just seeking him for who he is. You're seeking him. He's the God of the universe. He is the Alpha and the Omega. And he has made a way for you to be reconciled to him and to be called a son or a daughter of the Most High God. That's who he is. And so, so many times we get caught up in seeking the hand of God and we just want him for what we what he can give us and what he can do for us. And that's selfish. But if we will focus on seeking the face of God, looking into his eyes, getting into that intimate relationship with him and, and staying focused on him, then everything else automatically comes. So today, my encouragement would be, don't just seek the hand of God. Seek the face of God. As Matthew 6 says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added to you. So seek him first, not what he can do. When you seek him and when you're in an intimate relationship with him, then you don't have to worry about what he can do because what he does will be a natural byproduct of what of, of you just staring into his eyes, you just looking into his face. So Let's let's seek our Heavenly Father for who He is, not just for what He can do for us. Um, 
I hope this word has helped you guys today. Like I said, I, I ran across that earlier in the week, and I've just been chewing on it for a couple of days. And it really spoke to me, and it really put some things in perspective for me. Um, you know, and when I when I read that, um, I couldn't move any further. To, to this day, I've still not moved past that passage. Uh, for the last couple of days, I've just been staring at that question and chewing on that question because I've got things in my life um, that I've really been praying about and and I have found myself focused on, Lord, I really need you to come through right here. I need you, I need you to do this and I need you to do that instead of just, Lord, even if you don't do any of these things, even if, if, even if those things are not your will, I'm satisfied with just having you. Just knowing that I can come to my Heavenly Father and I can get in your presence and I can spend time with you. I can crawl up in Daddy's lap and just spend time with you, the creator of the universe. You made that possible because you loved me so much. Thank you, Lord. Mm, 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 mm. Man, that's powerful. Thank you, Lord, for your presence right now. Father, I thank you for everyone listening right now. And Lord, I just pray that this word penetrates their heart. Lord, I pray that it penetrates my heart. I know, Lord, when when you have us to, to speak or to preach something, Lord, you've preached it to us before you ever tell us to preach it to anyone else. And Father, I'm just so grateful for this word today. I'm so grateful for the perspective change that you have done in my heart and in my mind just by me speaking this out. And Father, I just pray that you would touch each and every one. Lord, I know that there are people out there going through these holidays and they have lost loved ones. And I know that a lot of times this is a hard season for them, but I, I pray that your presence would just cover them. And Lord, that they would they would just feel your hug around them. And Lord, that, that you would do mighty works in their hearts and in their lives and in their families during this time. Father, I pray for mended relationships during this holiday season. I pray for people to come back together. I pray for people to forgive one another during this season and, and to realize that whatever the grudge they were holding, whatever uh, problem they had with their other family member or maybe friends, Lord, that it was not near as important as just enjoying time with their family and, and having those relationships. So, Father, I pray that you mend relationships during this Thanksgiving and Christmas season. And, Father, I, I just pray that you pour out your spirit on families. Lord, I pray that families are sitting around tables eating and 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 congregating and that you just pour out your spirit in a mighty way. Lord, I pray for your presence to just to just go with these believers into their family gatherings and and Lord that that the glow of the Holy Spirit would just be on them. Lord, I pray that Jesus would be the primary conversation piece in every uh in every family's home, in every family gathering. 
Father, we just thank you so much for your word, for your spirit, and, and for everything that you do for us. Lord, most of all, we are thankful for what you did on the cross of Calvary. We are thankful that now, by faith in believing in who Jesus is and what he has done, that we can be perfect in your eyes that we can become the righteousness of God in your eyes. We are sons and daughters, just like Jesus, of the Most High God. Father, we thank you for that. Lord, I pray that you bless each and every one. And we're just grateful for everything that you have done and everything that you will do. In Jesus' name. Uh, guys, before I get out of here, another thing that the Lord has convicted me about uh, is um, not spending too much time, and I, I don't want to spend too much time on it, uh, but I know that he has laid it on my heart to to put it out there more often. Uh, you know, giving is a, a way to receive blessing from the Lord. And I'm not going, and, and this is honestly, I'll just be honest with you, this is why I have not mentioned it as much as I, I probably should have. There's so many uh, ministers out there or so-called ministers out there who they focus on money. It's all about money, and it's all about if you give if you give a thousand dollars, you know your your house is going to be paid off, and if you give a hundred dollars, you know you're never going to get sick again, or if you give this and that, and and I'm that's not what that's not what it's all about. Uh, God will prosper you um, materially, but He is much more worried about your spiritual prosperity than your material prosperity. Um, but giving is a biblical principle <clears throat> and, uh, whether that be the tithe or, you know, we're not going to argue whether that's, you know, for today or if that's old covenant, whatever, either way, um, the Bible in the new Testament, you know, says that God loves a cheerful giver. He says, give and it will be given to you. And so, uh, I want to give you the opportunity and, and put these options out there for you. If you feel led to give to Casey Stanfield Ministries, that is anything under the banner of Casey Stanfield Ministries. That's the Wrestling for the Faith podcast. That's the Kingdom Family Gathering. That's Global Wrestling Ministries. So if this ministry has been a blessing to you and the Lord leads you to give, um, I want to give you these options. Um PayPal is at C Stanfield Ministries, um, Venmo at C Stanfield Ministries, also Cash App, the dollar sign C Stanfield Ministries. And then uh, if you wanted to do it the old school way, or if you felt led to send letters or anything of that nature, uh, you can do that to uh, Casey Stanfield Ministries, P.O. Box 1042, Benton, Tennessee, 37307. So, guys, we are so grateful for all of your prayers, all of your support. Thank you for listening to the Wrestling for the Faith podcast. And uh, I'm praying for all of you during this holiday season. If you have any questions, thoughts, comments, prayer requests, or praise reports, email us at wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. 
Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at RealCaseyCage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith. 